good, everybody? It's your man, The Voice. Hey, what's good, everybody? This is your boy, Conrad. You in the field tonight with The Voice. Oh, we what's in up, the man? field, Trackstar Sports. <laughs> with the whole Trackstar Sports network, the Trackstar's universe, and yeah, and then all of that, all of that. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure, man. Good. It's a good day, man. It's a good day, man. Um, uh, so much is happening this weekend, and my friend here, Voice, has a lot of knowledge uh, on this uh, particular subject, man. Uh, uh, UFC 220 is about to happen, man. Yes, Give sir. Man, yeah, man. I wish we had the hand clap button. Uh, well, <laughs> if you're listening now via Anchor, go ahead and just start showering the station with some hand claps for UFC 220 live at TV Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Oh, man. Big night. Big night. Yeah. Uh, one, of my, one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite fighters uh, he, he's fighting um, Daniel Cormier. Um, I am so excited, man, because like, I haven't seen him fight in like in probably like since last year sometime. Yeah, that was the last time he fought. Last time he fought, uh, he fought John Jones at UFC 214. That mm-hmm. was in September because it was after the Maymac fight. It was the first pay-per-view that the UFC put on in about two months. And wow. uh, yeah, it was a very good night for them. Uh, with the exception of the fact that the person who won uh, is the biggest loser, it was a very good night for the UFC. Would have you know, been be- better if uh, he wasn't the biggest loser. This is true. This is true. It, you know, in my mind, uh, I was just thinking the whole entire time, like, you know, this kind of, this kind of solidifies how great you are as an athlete, and then when you turn around, you get caught doping again. You know, that's just that's a big deal, man. That is a yeah. big deal, man. Yeah, and, and I think you said the operative word here, caught. We don't know what he was doing beforehand. And generally, people don't just start cheating. Um, you know, it's it's something that's been going on for a while. He obviously, uh, by his own accounts, is a wild boy. I'm, I'm using boy, not what he said. But, um... <laughs> He, he's a wild man and you know it's not the first test that he pop positive for um, you know pop positive for street drugs pop positive for performance enhancers before and for you to have two positive tests in a row I'm sorry that just does not look good now granted is the man still a phenomenal athlete? Absolutely. Just like my favorite fighter, Anderson Silva, but just like the supposed supplements that they've been taking, their legacy is now tainted. Yeah. And you know what? It's you know, it's so hard, man. It's so hard because you want to stay on top of your game and you have trainers in there and they're telling you like, hey, take this because it's gonna help you recuperate a little bit faster. It's uh, it's supported supported by the FDA, and you know he's like, okay, cool. This is this is awesome, man. You know I'm gonna be all right. I'm not gonna worry. I don't have nothing to worry about. 
and it you know it comes back and backfires and it hits you you know it bites you in the behind and now you're sitting there your your legacy is tarnished and everything but keep in mind john jones he was doing a lot of other stuff right that's what i said what, he, he, he's pop positive for street drugs uh drug paraphernalia has been found in vehicles that he's been driving uh, he has been arrested for or should say cited for dwis like i said by his own admission he's a wild man but you know what that's not who we're here to talk about we're here to talk about the man who does things the right way and his name is daniel bc cormier man and you know what it's hard for me to say his name so hard you know i, I call him cormier cormier Camir, but cormier man this Man, you know what? I, I, I followed him. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Hold on. You know that um, it's hard for me to, to keep things on the straight and narrow. Um, and I, I just thought of a way for you to remember how to say his name. Uh, and it how really fits him uh, because his name is Cormier and he's Cormier. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, you just just think of corny A, and and there you go. My man's is corny. My man's is corny. <laughs> well, so so um, I I want to know, man. Okay, we got we got two top fights. Um, we got two uh two premier fights, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, two champion. I'm sorry, championship fights. Yeah, yeah, man. And I'm I'm talking about like pound for pound. Just top fighters, man. I'm sitting here seeing it on TV. Uh, Fox Sports is talking about it right now. I mean, it's it's. I mean, it's going it's going to be a battle come Saturday night, man. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Is it going to be exciting? Yes. Is it going to be a battle? That remains to be seen. Uh, Vulcan, no time. Ozdemir has. I mean, no one comes out of nowhere. I mean, the man did have a, three victories and three not in one night, all of them in under a minute in Denmark. But Denmark is not necessarily the hotbed for MMA either, and he mm-hmm. was doing those things at heavyweight, and he's fighting light heavyweight now. Um, you know, but to be able to knock out heavyweights means you got some punching power, and he has finished, I believe, all of the fights that he's had in the UFC with the exception of the one that he lost, which was to Ovin St. Preux, which that in and of itself says a lot. Now, granted, it was a short notice fight. It was his first fight in the UFC, but you did lose to Ovin St. Preux. Now, he has won all the rest of his fights. He's had like three or four within a 12 month period so he's been very very active been knocking people out including my man uh jimmy manawa oh my jimmy that's right now i just stand up you know i i um i am unashamedly nigerian and unashamedly um uh biased towards my fighters although i must say i've got to give some bias to Ozdemir as well. This is kind of sort of uh, my fifth time great grandfather, uh, who I share a name with, 
Mm-hmm. He was the first person from that line of my family to immigrate to the United States. And he immigrated here from uh, Switzerland, which is where Vogan Ozdemir is from. However, he's Scandinavian, so he just kind of happened to come here through Switzerland, but our lineage goes back to Scandinavia, not Switzerland, so I, I don't quite uh, I don't quite call I, I don't claim uh, Vulcan like that. I don't claim yeah. it like that. But he sure knocked out my boy. He knocked out <laughs> Manawa bad. And Manawa was supposed to be fighting for the championship had he won the fight against Ozdemir. That's the reason why Ozdemir is getting ready to fight for the belt. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, um, I mean, he, he's fighting for the belt because there's no one else there. The only other person who would be worthy of a title fight right now is, um, what's my man's name? Now, he's a Scandinavian, and he's from the country that I claim. I don't even know where in Scandinavia my people come from, but I claim Sweden because I like the flag. Uh, <laughs> and, um, oh my goodness, I can see his face. He's fought, uh, DC before, as a matter of fact, outside of John Jones. He, oh, Gustafson, Gustafson, Alexander Gustafson. Yeah, that's the only <laughs> other person in the division that could plausibly fight for the belt. Mm-hmm. I can't even name anybody else outside of uh, of some of the people that I've already named, and they both lost to Ozdemir. So he he's getting this title shot by default. Now Ozdemir, he's a uh... He's he's number two. He's the number two contender, right? I don't know what number he is. I, and God and his truth, I don't pay much attention to what? the numbers because they really uh, don't matter. I, I, outside of this, I would say anyone between one and five is about on the same level. Same thing with six to ten and then eleven to fifteen. That They're probably all, to me, just kind of lumped in together until you get past that multiple of five it, it really doesn't matter I would think actually that well you, you said Ozdemir is number two he very well may be uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure Gustafson is number one because Jones is not in the picture uh, yeah yeah number one um well I got a uh, I got I got I got his I got his stats right now okay. we're looking at we're looking at a well, he's 15 and one um so he his his record his record's really decent. Yeah. Um, he is uh And he lost and his one loss is in the UFC to the journeyman uh uh oh father, I just said his name, Ovin St. Prue. Yeah. yeah. So uh take take that for what it's worth. But go ahead. But we, I mean well this is what we're looking at right now. Um he has a he, he has a seventy three percent knockout TKO and knockout rating right now. As to you know, uh, DC, DC forty two percent right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at these two right now, and I, you know, I've seen DC fight, mm-hmm. and I've seen him knock some dudes out, but you know, I didn't know he was at the four, like he was a forty two percent, and it's just KO to TKO, you know, right. about Yeah, um, D- DC really doesn't knock people out. He knocks them down. Mm-hmm. Then he will he'll choke him out. He probably has more submission finishes than than anything. Yeah. Uh, you know, he he's never really been a big, which is why his, his record shows that he's never really been a big 
big time puncher, even as a heavyweight. I I think maybe a couple of those knockouts came at heavyweight, and it was probably more so due to the level of competition than to his punching power. Well, we got we got him right now. Um, now their reach, their reach are, are kind of similar as far as leg and uh, as far as leg and arm width. Uh, Cormier, uh, corny, corny guy here. I guess I don't know. <laughs> he's uh, he's a seventy-two, he's seventy-two inch, and then you got you got old old I I I'm so hard with these names. Uh, yeah, and and you know what, uh, Ozdemir, that yeah. that one took some time. Volcon is what everybody calls when you just think of Voltron, Voltron, Volcon. Volcon. Well, Volcon, seventy-five inch reach. I don't know how much that's going to play into it because I know that uh, DC likes to come up into the body. Mm-hmm. I know DC he's more so a, a come in type of guy. Um, yeah, we root for him here uh, here in Florida. There's a lot. He has a, he has a great following here in Florida. Um, I you know honestly I think that you know I think this is going to be uh, this is going to be this is going to be big for him if he if he goes out and he defends his, uh, his title. And he comes out on top with the with the title. I think it's gonna be a big it's gonna be a big look for him. And you know, maybe he can retire on top. You know, who knows? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, I believe that he probably will retire on top. Here's the thing with this fight: he has admittedly said that Ozdemir is the junior varsity for the camp that he represents. Which is Black Zillions, and, and they're they're not the Black Zillions per se anymore, but they're the Black Zillions. They moved to a different place, but it's all the same names, all the same players, all the same people. Ozdemir came into the UFC and came into the United States as a sparring partner for Anthony Rumble Johnson. Mm-hmm who DC beat soundly two times. So, what is he going to do with the sparring partner of their their greatest hope as far as light heavyweight is concerned in Rumble Johnson? Really, he's got more to lose than he does to gain in this fight. I mean, does he become the undisputed champion again? There's still some dispute because Jones is still alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he'll fight again, who knows? The uh, the minimum suspension that he's supposed to get is four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, will he get it? We don't know. Um, should he get it? Yes, absolutely. I think he should get all four of the years. But anyway, that's just me because uh, I don't like cheats. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, really, he has... Cormier has all to lose and not much to gain in this. Uh, he'll fight this fight. Then when Gustafson gets healthy, if he wins this fight, mm-hmm. he'll fight him. And then he'll probably retire. He's pushing 40 now. He has been competing at high levels for the majority of his life, for all of his adult life. And then, you know, uh, junior high, high school and, and you know, and all of that, he's got a lot of miles on him, and I really don't see him fighting too much longer. 
Well, I want to talk about the. Uh, also, want to talk about this heavyweight main card. Um, oh yeah, that's the one that everybody everybody's like excited for. Man, uh, you got Francis and uh, what is it, Stripe? Inganu, Inganu, Inganu. Yeah, I don't know, I, and I haven't heard him say it, uh, but it, it's somewhere in there. Uh, Inganu mm. is the is what I hear more often than not. Yeah, man. Uh, coming in with an eleven and one record um, to the to Stripe. He's uh, he, he's uh, representing the United States. He's coming in with a seventeen and two record. Um, yeah, Stepe, Stepe Milicic. Yeah, he's uh, oh, Stepe. That's his name. Yeah, Stepe. Okay, Stipe. his whole name is kind of. If you don't know how to say it, it's it's like my um, my given name. If you don't know how to say it, just looking at it, you never pronounce it correctly. I just say Olu. <laughs> we already know. We already know. Yeah, man. Um, but these two guys, man, they match up very well. Um, I, I, I feel like this is going to be one of those, uh, one of those uh, round or two round matches. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the knockout percentages, and uh. Uh, CPA, if I'm saying it right, but CPA, he, he he edges them out by he edges them out, uh, edges uh, Francis out uh, 76 to uh, 64 percent mm. in the total knockout area. Um, I'm I'm looking at these two man, and yeah, it looks like a scary. This looks like going to be a scary fight, man. These guys easily can walk walk around at they easily walk around at like 280 a piece. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure uh, that they're they're in that area. However, I know that for uh, Francis, he's got to be. I, I would say he's probably a little bit closer to the 265 because he's eating steaks and all kind of good stuff for dinner. So he doesn't have much weight that he's cutting at all. I'm recording. Uh, shout out! Shout out to being a parent. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, uh, did you hear that? Yeah. Oh, my bad. I hit mute, but I guess it didn't work. <laughs> shout out! Shout out to being a parent, everybody. It, it ain't easy being being a parent. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's not. Um, but yeah, he um, uh, you know, like I said, he's eating steaks and all kinds of stuff. Like, man, that, that must be be good living. But yeah, uh, his, his name is definitely fitting. His nickname, uh, Francis. He's the predator. Now, here's the thing that's even crazier. He just started cutting his hair into these boxes, and shout out to whoever his barber is. They hooked the man up. He got uh, uh, blonde and red, uh, <laughs> lightning bolts in his head. I mean, it's dope. It's dope. Make me wish I had hair. Um, he had the he had the he had the braids going for a while. Right. That's what I wanted to say. When he had the braids, he kind of looked like Predator for real. <laughs> 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 he he, he kind of looked like the Predator. All you had to do was put the mask on his face. He had, had the, the hair and stuff coming out. Yeah, man. Going to invisible and, and snatching people's spines out. Oh, man. He was, oh, man. That guy. <laughs> man. So, like, uh, who who do you like in uh who you like in these two matches, man? Man, it is always 
difficult to call a heavyweight fight because you're dealing with heavyweights and when you're at that level everybody is one punch away from winning and or losing now they've both been on a roll both Stipe and Francis Francis is getting a lot of push from the UFC and I'm so glad to see it I said this on a recent edition of the MMA main card uh, Shameless Plug comes out every Friday morning so tune back in uh, whether it be through uh, iTunes, Google Play Anchor uh, you name it check it out anyway as I said in one recently I'm so glad that they are pushing him and giving him a lot of pub I mean he's signed with Body Armor which is Kobe Bryant's uh, sports drink brand oh yeah yeah he's been in uh, in a bunch of, of commercials for them recently that I know they had a UFC commercial and uh, he's in it with somebody else that they're kind of getting behind right now and I'm just glad to see it because when it comes to to promoting fighters of color specifically fighters of African descent mm -hmm. the UFC has not done the best job you know, you know, with that, I, they have not, and I that's a that's a big issue, man. Like, they have not done a great great job at all. Yeah, and, and guideline is truth. Outside of a certain model, they really they struggle when it comes to promoting people. The the people that become big, it's like by happenstance. I look at um um Anderson Silva, which, as I stated. Uh, it's my favorite fighter and arguably the greatest of all time. Whether he was on drugs, now everybody was on uh, something, so mm -hmm. leave Spider alone. All right, that that's <laughs> that's me and my defensiveness. Uh, I don't cut any slack to John Jones, but the Spider gets all love. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, they had problems with promoting him, and it really wasn't until he found his vote and tell Sonny that he rose to the level of stardom that he finally uh, obtained. Now, granted, in Brazil, he was killing it. Mm -hmm. But here in the U.S., not so much. Mm -hmm. You know, I look at Tyron Woodley. This man goes and speaks at schools. He does all kinds of things. He was named uh, among the 100 top uh, African Americans here in St. Louis it wasn't a camera from the UFC wow. you know for this but you know so they, they struggle when it comes to uh, to to fighters of color they, they struggle um, however they put a lot behind Francis and I'm glad to see that I mean like I said he's been getting a really good and a big push uh, and going around to all of the different media events as of late you can just feel things kind of growing and for him and you know he's he's definitely getting a buzz and it doesn't hurt that the man like i said looks like a predator mm -hmm. and um and and just knocked his last opponent's head off his shoulders i've never seen a a punch that devastating 
Oh my goodness! Every time I see it at full speed, I shiver. I shiver. Oh man! And they they messed up. Recently, it was one of the um, one of the promo videos for two twenty. They showed Overeem laid out on the canvas. See, we we didn't see that when the fight happened. Dude's eyes were wide open. Wow! wow. Lights were on, but nobody was home and. Uh, for all the listening audience, my uh, my foray, or I should say, my entry into the professional world was as a funeral director. And I'm telling you, the man looked like he was dead, mm. dead. Um, yeah, he, yeah. It, 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 it wasn't nothing nice, nothing nice. And he did that with his left hand. That wasn't even his power hand. That's what's scary. But oh, man, you, on ever, the other hand, you ever been left? You ever been caught with a left before? <laughs> I've been caught with a left, and, and left ain't nothing. To, I don't know, left ain't nothing to play with, man. I don't know, man. I think, I think, I think you put a lot of power in that left, man. Yeah, well, when you catch someone with, with with your left again, not your power hand, and you are making the top of his head touch uh, the base of his neck, that's a problem. That's a problem. Now, on the other end, though, Stipe has knocked out in the first round, I want to say, his last three opponents. I know <laughs> I know he did that to um, uh, Verdun. That's how he got the belt. Verdun came running and, and then just fell in a heat getting punched. He knocked him out going backwards. Wow. Uh, he knocked out... Uh, What's his name? He knocked out, yeah, in the first round. He knocked out JDS in his last fight. He knocked out Overeem in the first round when he was fighting at home in Cleveland with all the pressure on him. And that was his first title defense. So it's not like Stipe is, you know, some pushover. And again, when it comes to marketing, it, it, some stuff just seems so easy. And granted, I've always had an eye for marketing, you know, but the, this is W, uh, whoever the name of the people are down, WMEIMG Endeavor, who knows what that name is, but, you know, they, they, they're known for marketing and doing things for, you know, Hollywood people and all of that good stuff, but it just seems like such an easy, easy job of marketing certain people. For instance, Stipe is a firefighter he's a firefighter he still goes to the firehouse whenever uh when whenever the schedule says that he's supposed to go that's what he does but he still fights mm -hmm. he is a living breathing american hero which is phenomenal because or let me not say because but it's phenomenal and it also kind of backs up some things that he was saying because at the uh, press conference a couple weeks back uh, the predator was like Stipe stop lying you know you're scared you know you're scared and I thought about this today as I was out and about this man for his living well for his living he fights but for the, the other profession that he's chosen Mm -hmm. He runs into burning buildings. He runs to danger. So if I'm running to danger on a daily basis, 
fighting someone who might knock me out when I've been knocked out before and you know it's just like you wake up and it's like what happened is that really scary yeah it's scary really when, when you're running into burning buildings every day at the drop of a dime is is getting knocked out that scary no nah, I, mean, I don't know man I, I mean that, that's just my thought I mean I, again I, I've never been knocked out uh, I've never I, run into a burning building either though <laughs> I mean you know I mean to be honest with you man there there is a fearless level to these uh, to these cats man and that and that guy takes it he he takes it he, he wins <laughs> he's the yeah. winner yeah, oh you you're talking about uh, of of instilling fear yeah yeah I, I I'm with you. I'm with you I wouldn't want to uh yeah I, I wouldn't want to uh upset him at all and here, here's what's even worse and it goes along with the cliches when it comes to who you don't want to mess with he is the nicest most soft-spoken polite man you ever want to meet and you don't want to mess those with? those are the ones you don't want to mess with the nice guys oh so they nice for a reason here's the thing like they got control issues i mean not issues they they're they're good at controlling themselves mm-hmm. but when they let go they let go you right know what I mean? And, you know, they're like, yo, you, you really want to do this? They, they give you options if you want to do this or not. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> I'm not messing with, I'm not messing with, first off, I'm not messing with UFC fire, period. I, unless I got the training, proper training. <laughs> I, I ain't scared. I ain't scared. I, hey, we can go. We can go. Just, I just got to make sure I'm strapped. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not scared. <laughs> No, no, no good violence. No good violence. <laughs> <laughs> you can come on with whatever you want. Come on. Oh, come look. on, Cletus. <laughs> We're not doing that today. We're not doing that today. All right. So, all right. So, everybody uh, that, that that's listening right now, again, we in the field. Um, UFC 220, man, uh, is going down. Um, is going down. Uh, they got the prelims uh, starting. On FS uh, FS one, uh, the prelims are going to start. It's going to start at eight PM. Um, honestly, don't know any. I don't really have. I didn't really do any research on these guys. Uh, again, this is just this is a special. This is uh, more so for the voice than myself because I, you know, honestly, I like I like the main card. I thought the main card was just so entertaining. I just wanted to talk about it. But the main card starts at ten PM. So if you have pay per view. Please check it out. And, and that, if you don't have pay per view, uh, the if you have the UFC app, within it there is a feature uh, where you can find UFC bars, and it'll tell you locations in your area where you can watch the fight. I don't purchase per se pay per views. I go out and watch them. Mm-hmm. Uh, salute to Ball Park. Village. As a matter of fact, I have to call them to uh, see about securing my space. But salute to Ballpark Village. Um, oh, that's a big spot, man. I, yes. I, video that. Okay, so I had to edit a video, everybody, from from my brother right here, and I'm looking at it, and I'm just so amazed how big the spot is, and I'm just like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah, was well, just a little bit of history uh, about it. Ballpark Village is built on the site of the former 
Bush Stadium. The the Bush Stadium now is adjacent to where the the old one was. If you see any of the pictures, it's the round building with the little white window arches. Yeah, that's why you used to see it all lower. That was uh you couldn't see anything up there. But anyway, I digress. It's built on those grounds and it's really a companion to Bush Stadium. The screen is 40 feet high. Um, it's a nice big open area. It, it's a wonderful place to watch sporting events, period, because you feel like you're in there and you're just watching the Jumbotron with everyone else. You, you got all of the interaction and reaction with the people. Everyone's going to ooh and ah, and they're cheering for their people. You're cheering for yours. Man, they got all kinds of stuff that goes on in there. Like, for instance, whenever the uh, ball game is playing, you hear the same announcers that you would hear at the park. Whenever the uh, the hockey games are going, they're piping in the Oregon player that's playing at the uh, at Scott Trade. Uh, so you've got all those different things. I got lights and uh, uh, smoke machines and all kind of stuff to really, you know, get you hyping and, and give you that big game feel and when there are baseball games there's a screen outside you can just sit out on the lawn and watch the uh the game out there so yeah it's it's really nice it's really nice i enjoy it nice nice man well i wish we had something like that here well we got the um we got the university club at fsu but you know they 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 say mainly save that for like uh out of town games and if we go to a championship game they have that or if we just have a game going on so the university club champion the champions club they have something they have something pretty like i don't know they have something going on i mean i gotta i gotta get tickets to go back to the champions club uh it was, it was just it was a nice experience when i went last time wow but, man you, you mind if i break some news real quick oh break, you were break. talking about the uh the fights on the card and everything uh, looks like Tony Ferguson and Khabib Namagametov has been officially announced for UFC 223. I believe that's gonna well, that's gonna take place in Brooklyn, and that should be in April, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, yeah, that, that's gonna be big. So they're starting training camp now, right? Oh yeah, you know what though. Uh, Tony Ferguson, I follow him on Twitter. Salute to El Kakui. Um, mm-hmm. He showed himself signing off on some papers about a week or so ago. Uh, wow. So, yeah, they're fighting for the undisputed title, which means Conor McGregor has been stripped. That's right. You heard it here <laughs> first. Conor has been stripped. You probably didn't hear it here first because this went out 10 hours ago. I'm just late because I've been working, but hey, you, you heard it here first if you're hearing it here for the first time. Conor McGregor's been stripped and Tony and Khabib are going to fight for the undisputed title in Brooklyn, New York. It's a big Russian uh, population there in New York and I feel like in the Brooklyn area. I forget the name of it. I know Khabib went to visit there during the first UFC car. They did some uh, some promotion there for the first time they fought at Madison Square Garden. So, yeah, this, this is going to be big for the UFC and for El Kukui as well as Khabib. Yeah. 
Hey, if you if you got that clap button, go ahead and clap for us, man. We need we need them claps, guys. Yeah, we, we need need that shower of applause. <laughs> <laughs> man, again, the the uh, two uh, two twenty three man going down, man. Yeah. You know, news, man. But you know, it's all about Saturday night, man. So again, yes, it is. you avoided the question earlier. We got. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with my picks. Since okay. Uh, since you don't want to pick, yeah, right. I, you know what? I normally don't pick. I just will say, uh, you know, why I like certain fighters, and honestly, and this is gonna fly in the face of convention. I really like the things that Stepe brings to the table because he is a uh, collegiate level wrestler. Yeah. And that's one part of Ngannou's game that we haven't really seen tested. People haven't really had a chance to go to the ground with them because they get knocked out too quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember the last person who tried to take him to the ground. I forget their name. But they tried to take him to the ground and he caught them in a uh, uh, in a Kimura. He turned them over, flipped them over in a Kimura and tapped them out that way. So um, it's not like he's devoid of grappling skills but you're talking about uh, high level wrestling in Stipe and I see that as being the way that he wins the fight uh, if he can wrestle them and get them down to the ground and drag them into some deep water. Stipe has fought five rounds in the past five round wars with, um, with high level people five rounds with Mark Hunt five rounds with JDS he lost that fight, but I really believe he won it. Either way it goes, Steve A knows how to go five rounds. We haven't seen Francis go two rounds, much less three. So his path to victory would be to drag him into deep water and see what his cardio is like. And Francis, if he puts his pinky finger on you, you're going to sleep. It's night-night. Um... I've already said it. I, I, I got uh, if Daniel Cormier loses it will be devastating for him and his legacy he, oh, he can't crying. lose he crying again <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah he's he gonna cry he, he's definitely gonna cry he, he'll probably make he'll make it to the locker room this time unless he's concussed like he was last time then he'll probably cry in the uh, in the cage I think they let him go back to the locker room this time. I don't think they stop him and make him stay in like they did last time. And if Vulcan wins, that's how it gets it done. Yeah, uh, no time. We'll have to take DC out of time to win that fight. Yeah, but I'm, you know, because he's my favorite fighter, I'm going to go DC this time. I'm, I'm going to go DC. Even though, like, no time, I'm, you know, no time, like, his, his, like, his name is just awesome. But, uh, yeah. I'm gonna go DC, and then and then my upset, my upset is definitely gonna be uh, Prince uh, Francis, Francis taking out uh, Stepe. Stepe, that wouldn't be an upset though. Uh, Francis is favored two to one to win the fight. Oh, he is. Yep. Oh shoot, man, I'm going Stepe on the upset then. <laughs> I have to go. I got. I gotta go with the upset. So you gotta so, go with the underdog. Yeah. Go with the upset. Yes, I have to go with the underdog. So I'm going Stepe in this one then. Yeah. Uh, the the rest of the main card doesn't even really, um, it, it, it doesn't. It's not worth talking about outside of an outfit and give 
the voice monkey matchup. Burgos. Burgos. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Calvin Qatar and Shane Burgos. Yay. 145-pound fight. Uh, and they're trying to get Shane Burgos some love. That's why they got him on this fight and, and the place that he is. But, yeah, I mean, it's... Okay. This could That fight couldn't even headline... Uh, FS1 fight card, you know, Gian Vellante, Francis, uh, Francis Mar, uh, Bahos, Vellante, you know, what I mean, but again, another fight is like, okay, that's great, 205. Now, the voices marquee matchup for the main card, because I always go with something that's not, uh, I, I try not to pick the main attraction as the, as my, uh, marquee matchup. And it's going to be the curtain jerker, Thomas Almeida and Rob Font. Rob Font is on a roll. Uh, this is in the 135-pound division. He has been winning his fights very convincingly over the past couple of years. And Thomas Almeida was on the fast track for UFC Gold. He fought Cody No Love uh, about a year or so ago in Vegas and Cody went to fight for the belt after beating Thomas Almeida. They were both undefeated in the UFC. I think Almeida was undefeated altogether. Uh, so this is that's that's my marquee matchup right there for the main card. Okay, well we got Rob Rob sitting there at 14-3 and then you got uh, Thomas sitting there at uh 22 and 2, man. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that, that's what I said. That, that's my marquee matchup. They're both uh, on a roll, both high-level fighters, both fighters who have a future at the 135-pound division. And and here's the thing. Mm-hmm. They've got a future, but they haven't been getting any shine as of late. The talk has all been all about Lineker and Rivera and Cruz and Dillashaw. And who else was, has been in there? It was uh, uh, Marlon Marais, you know. So yeah, one thirty-five is really stacking up with some killers. But Font and Almeida are sitting right outside of them, and a really good performance can put them in the mix uh, with a discussion about uh, being a higher-level contender. Hmm. Hmm. Man, uh, this is big, man. This is definitely big. Well. Hey guys, thank you for tuning in tonight, man. I want to give a special shout out to the voice. Thank you for uh, just just thank you for you know helping me out tonight, man. This is, uh, means a lot, man. You know that uh, I'm trying to get back into my MMA uh, scene, man, because I because you know when football season come around, I'm straight football, so I don't know what's going on on the MMA side. But I am glad that I have the voice. Here, if you got the applaud button, please hit that thing right now. Oh man! Um. <laughs> well, I, I thank you, and I, I'm just grateful to Trackstar Sports for the opportunity to share about my favorite sport, you know, which is MMA. I trained uh, martial arts as a kid growing up, and we were MMA before there was such a thing. We trained everything: Filipino fight style, um, wow. uh, wrestling judo uh you name it we were training it uh boxing we did it all so we were mma before mma so i love uh the sport because of my history and and growing up and doing things and i'm just grateful for the opportunity to be able to talk about it man 
I really am. Definitely, man. Praise God, praise God. Hey, I'm um, sorry. You said praise God. If I can say one, well, two final things. Real quick, God. Voices Marquee matchup for the undercard is going to be Dustin Ortiz and Alessandra Pantoja. Pantoja is an LFA uh, former champion. Uh, Dustin the Diamond and Ortiz is a grizzled UFC vet. That's going to be a good fight. Speaking about Jesus, so you know I went to UFC uh, fight night 124 here in St. Louis, my hometown. Uh, Oh, it, it was it was absolutely fantastic. And if you really, really want to know everybody how it was, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. I went live on Facebook for the main and co-main event, and I'll be doing that again for UFC 220 and the uh, three fight cards leading up to it. I'll be posting uh, by round on Instagram. So you want to make sure you're following us on both of those social media outlets. But it was great, man. The the crowd, I was so proud of St. Louis. I was so proud of St. Louis because we are the show me state. And mm-hmm. generally, you got to show me before we'll get behind. I guess all the years the UFC doing things showed enough. And all the years of Strike Force and Bellator coming to town made us hungry for this event. It was cold outside like for instance my kids didn't cold over here in florida dude oh no i'm talking about like cold for real like i mean it's cold in florida but i don't think you all have snow and ice and stuff going on no no yeah so yeah yeah, it, it was so cold that my kids didn't go to school earlier this week not because of snow but because it was cold when i was taking them to the daycare instead of going to school yeah, my truck said it was one degree outside. Wow. Yeah, so it, it's it, it's it was cold, and that concerned me. I was like, "Ooh, it is really, really cold, and it dropped so quick. It was like it went from sixty degrees to seventeen degrees in twenty four hours, and that was when the fighters were already here. So I was like, "Man, as cold as it is, I don't know if St. Louis is gonna come out." And the fights fell out. I was like, oh, Vitor's not fighting. Oh, Zach Cummins, who's from Kansas City, is not fighting. Oh, man, this, that, that's, this is not good. Dana said that the ticket sales went up after those fighters fell out. And, yeah, St. Louis just really, really showed out. So I'm so proud of St. Louis for doing that. Dana said that next time they come back, it's going to be a pay-per-view. More than likely, it's going to be this year. And if it's Tyron Woodley, you think St. Louis showed up this time, man, man, we we show out when we have champions that are fighting. I, I can tell man. you about a number of core space fights that I've been to. Shout out to Tyron Woodley, man, because he he is so outspoken, and I love it so much. He's the most outspoken black athlete in the UFC. So shout out to you, dog. Yeah, yeah. Salute to Tyron Woodley. He really uh, took on the mantle of standing up after um, Muhammad Ali died. He just said he felt compelled to kind of carry that torch of the the athlete who speaks up for social injustice and speaks up for what's right. So yeah, salute to that man. Salute to that man. Mm-hmm. But you said something, well, w- the one thing that I really want to speak about, and I'm going to start a new um, 
a new section of the MMA main card called the heartbeat because we see athletes and we see sporting events mm-hmm. but we forget that these are people and that yeah. their lives are being impacted by the things that we're seeing especially in contact sports so things like football things like MMA uh, things like boxing and and hockey their lives are really being impacted and I remember seeing Jeremy Stevens at the after party and I joked with him uh, he had his pant leg rolled up and I was like is that the new style or is that due to the leg kicks because you know if you saw the fight Duho Choi was kicking the mess out of his leg and it was he kicked it so much so that the man had to roll his pants leg up just to get some relief Wow, but not not only that, the the part that really stood out to me, at least, uh, that I would take away from this and cherish more than anything else, was that I got an opportunity to meet Tim Elliott. Now, if you don't know who Tim Elliott is, he is a UFC fighter who fights in the um, flyweight division. He fought against Demetrius Johnson. He won uh, the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, Champions League where they had all the 125 pound champions fight each other and then uh, whoever won got to fight Demetrius Johnson went the distance with DJ almost choked him out in the first round he's come the closest to finishing DJ uh, of anyone that I've seen but he was greatly impacted by the loss of Robert Follis uh, who uh, was a famed coach in MMA took his life at the end of last year he admittedly um, was drinking heavily. He fought on the UFC card at the end of the year uh, on December 30th. He said the week he got there, he was there by himself and pretty much drank himself into a stupor until his team got there. James Krause, uh, who was on the card in St. Louis, that's his main coach, and that was the reason why he was. Uh, Elliot was here in St. Louis too, backing up his people. But until they came in town. You know, he was just getting drunk all the time. And he had a fight that week. Wow. He had a fight that week. And he was getting drunk all for, for like two days straight until they came in town. It was like, dude, you can't do this. He, you know, uh, pulled himself together. He fought the fight in memory of his fallen coach. He said he didn't want to waste the time that they had put in together. And that's the reason why he took the fight. He did so. He won. Uh, he said, this is for you, coach. And he got out of there because just emotionally, it's been a really, really rough time for him. Got a chance to meet him. You know, I shared with him how how heroic his last victory was and that I was praying for him. So just just remember, everyone, that these are people. These are people with lives, lives that are being impacted, uh, just like uh, Jesse Rose Clark was impacted in the fight here in St. Louis. Somebody uh, broke in while she was here, stole all her stuff, about $30,000 worth of stuff, uh, kicked her cat, and the cat has to be put down due to internal injuries. But you're fighting for my pleasure. You're fighting so that I can have something to go out and do on a Sunday night. You know, so just just remember that whatever sport that it is that we're watching, that these are people with real lives and heartbeats. 
Yeah, man. Definitely, definitely, man. Um, yo, uh, straight up, man. Uh, you know, this is why we do what we do, man. We want we want to keep y'all aware, man. Like, uh, we want to make sure that people know that we're also we also try to give a message out there as well. You know, that at the end of the day, man, no matter how broken you are, no matter how 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 damaged you think you are, maybe physically, mentally, whatever. You know, God is still in your corner. God still, God still wants you in his family. Right. Uh, um, you know, it's always, I mean, we always do this thing called come to Jesus moments, but when we're actually, when it's actually time to come to Jesus, you know, it's, it's, it's a struggle. Mm-hmm. But I do believe in my heart, I do, and I do, do so believe that, uh, that, that, uh, that Olu believes that, that, you know, you can come to Christ, and this is this this is just fact, man. We're, we're talking facts right here, right. man. We're not just truth, but we're talking facts here. Yeah, there, there's nothing too uh, too low or too bad that you've done that will keep you away from the love of Christ. You know, He came and died for you, died for all of everything to have the opportunity for you to come to him so yeah there's nothing too bad he loves you and he desires to have a relationship with you he does he does praise god praise god man um man i don't think we can end on anything better than that (laughs) all right man uh look y'all um again thank y'all for tuning in man uh again another shout out first of all shout out to god man um he he puts this on our hearts so we can, you know, give you some good content, some godly content, but at the same time, knowledgeable and quality. Um, so shout out to him, shout out to the Lord, uh, shout out to um, the Track Stars team, man. Yes, sir. For giving us this, this platform, man, and, you know, putting us on, man. Right. Shout, shout out to the voice, man. Continue to check out him. Keep, keep up with us on Instagram, like he just said. Keep up with him. On Instagram, uh, so uh, all Saturday he's gonna go ahead and give you the full coverage of it. Um, uh, check out verse of the day. Um, yes, I'll be posting that up. Uh, and then coming soon, there's gonna be skits. So hopefully we got some. Hopefully we got some stuff out there for you. Make sure you follow us on uh, on, on Instagram. Make sure you follow us uh, on um, Facebook. Also, Facebook. Yeah, like us on Facebook. Yeah. Twitter. Share some of our stuff, man. If you if you can share anything, share 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 everything that we got out there, man. So people can people can see that you know we out here, you know. Yeah, we're making movies. We in we're the field. Movies. The field. Also, shout out to Tay, man. Tay, I love you, bro. <laughs> I love you, bro. <laughs> we'll be back next week, man. This your boy Conrad and your man, the voice. We are out. Thank you.